create great stories, say things that are funny or not really funny or dramatic or um, get together with people that you love and, and put it out there and make it happen, you know, while you're waiting for your golden ticket. And probably the golden ticket's going to come when you least expect it. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, empowering actors to create episode 19. I'm Elise Sievert. And I'm Leslie Shannon. Today we have actor, director, producer, Heather Girardi. We talk about collaborating with your spouse, your choices affecting seven generations, and and the the seriousness of comedy. You. So I paid oh, like a fraction of what other people pay. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. It's the way to go. If yeah, you can just get on the lists. Yeah, is that's that the problem. Because a lot of yeah. people don't even know where to start. Are you that. kidding me? All right. I Are will give comfy? that information. Are you comfy or do we need to move no, this? I can give that information on this. Oh, Are we recording? Go. I can yeah. tell you. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. here's so what affordable you housing. Do. Yes. First of all, the actor's... Fund mm-hmm. and Actors Equity has classes, free classes for anybody. You don't have to be an actor okay. to go. They have special times on their website. You can go and learn about how to get certain affordable housing. Oh, wow. There's the Housing Development Fund on the website. You can go to any like um, Metro, AM Metro, those those free things. I just yeah. saw one the other day. Right on a whole page was an affordable housing thing, where to apply what the price ranges are mm-hmm. for studio, one bedroom. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're in the Village Voice. They're in... Great. So it's just hard being you just got on the list. Ju- Is that well, the hardest no, part just, of it? You p- apply. You, you Well, first you want to put in to get an application. And what I did was I used my headshot postcards because I thought that's going to stand out. Yeah. You know, so I would send sure. my headshot postcard and say, I'd like an application. Here's my address. And I just started putting myself on any list list of an area i knew i wanted to be in manhattan okay but they're in queens they're in brooklyn they're they're all over the place so you just get yourself on the list and then eventually you'll get a note that's like hey here's your number on the list okay and then they'll let you know when you're coming up and a lot of people drop out because so many people don't meet some of the qualifications so you can move up really really fast i remember all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I got a call, and it was like, "You're, we need this, 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 and this from you." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I thought I was number five thousand. Yeah, you know. And then I sent them all my stuff. I had meetings. They came out to where I lived to make sure I wasn't lying. <laughs> I am sure because yeah, people because do people lie. are gonna. It's a yeah. great deal. And yeah. then you wind up. Um, in my case, I wound up in a gorgeous apartment where I like didn't feel like I belonged there for a long time. And I'm paying like a quarter of the price that the person right next to me is paying. Pain. Because I well, qualified. And a lot of buildings are putting for tax breaks. They're, it's like That's the 80-20. It. Yes. So get these huge... beautiful buildings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, beautiful. That's incredible. Which is important for you the city. You have to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like our professions. Just do it. Like, do it. Put in your thing. Get the application. Send it out. Just right. do it. Go through the motions. It's a pain in the ass, but just do it's it. It's just like anything else with like that. The, yeah, just do it. The, it just It's just the steps to take. But I feel like also being an actor, it, you have a little bit, 
more patience with stuff like that <laughs> because oh, yeah. that's kind of what acting well, is so to. much of the time. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh, I have to go through all of these things in order to get this one audition or yeah. to get this one part. I have to go to yeah. 50 different auditions before yeah. you have something that, or 15 before one comes through. So it's like, oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're good for bureaucracy. Really. Yeah, we are. It's funny when you hear people who, and it's tragic, but they lost their jobs, they've lost their health insurance and you're like, yeah. Okay, well, here you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, you, you mean find health insurance? You can, yeah. You know, like, here you go. Yeah. Here's how to, yeah. how to, do how to survive without, you know, in a world where we don't have, like, th- those kind of things. That's not a package deal necessarily. Well, mm-hmm. and I, sometimes I find the people that are, like, against, like, universal health care and stuff are people that get it with their jobs. And I'm like... Interesting. I'm... Um, it's because they've never had to be without I know. it. I'm that's the, the I, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, put yourself in, like, what if your job didn't offer that? But there's so many people that are like that. They just expect it with their job. And I would never expect it with a job. Right. Yeah. You know, because I've never. Never. Really, it's never really happened that way. Yeah. 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 No. We're used to an equity. You get, you got to work a certain amount of theaters and weeks. Yeah. And then yeah. you qualify. But they change, they've changed it now, right? Like you could get at 12 weeks, you can is it 20 now? I don't know. I'm not equity, so I don't know. Not equity. Yeah. They've changed some of it. I think it's a little a little less on the weeks than it used to be. Mm. I think. They're, they're like, it's like, it's a hard knock life. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, let's, 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 let's throw these people a bone. They have to deal with enough shit. Let's give them a little bit less hours that they yeah. have nice. to qualify. But yeah, it definitely nice makes that. for a person, I think that the art professions make for a person who's like, Okay, I'll find a way. Yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I think it's a you lovely have to, quality because you, you get have to. shit thrown at you constantly. So you have to yeah. find a way to survive it. Yeah, and if your passion is strong enough, it will drive you through all that shit. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. If you want to do something bad enough, you you can. Yeah, you find a way. Yeah, you find a way to do it. So, Heather. Yeah. Also went to Adler. I did. I I saw that. Yeah. We I know. we we attract Adler people That's on this so podcast. That's so crazy. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's because they're really good people. <laughs> I love Adler, it. if you want to sponsor us, you can. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but we've had several. Probably. Well, five it's because or six. we start because we started with people who we knew and that were our friends. Yeah. Um, and but so, even like Carlos, you didn't know, and he was an Adler. Per- like it, I know, it's and just he's like an amazing it, human. It's been it's been kind of funny. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, but that's I think that's kind of how the 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 world is oddly small, and specifically with this industry, it's so much smaller than you give it credit for. Yeah, like once you know we've talked about this so many times when you you get to know someone and you go to friend them like on facebook or twitter or whatever yeah, and you like have, I have like 12 friends in common yeah or like 75 i have people that i've like met and i'm like i have 50 friends in common with you how have is this we possible? not met how <laughs> yeah how are, how are we how do we not know each other already yeah <laughs> How is this? How is this how real did life? We just meeting each other now. Exactly. Well, exactly. how did you end up at Adler? Oh, this that... is a good story. Okay, so all right, it's a little bit of a kind of long story. Well, um, it's all right. It's not that long. Okay, so I was at Florida State, right? And I was a music major, and at the time, I was taking extra credits in like theater classes, mm-hmm. and I went into the theater building and I saw on the board. Um, auditions for the National Shakespeare Conservatory in Kerhonkson, New York. There was a time when the National Shakespeare Conservatory was a two-year program in the city in a summer. And 
uh, upstate New York. It was modeled after the group theater. Because right. the group theater used to go upstate and do things in the summer. Right. Okay. So I was like, I just, I've always loved Shakespeare. I think it was my first breadcrumb when I was young to know that I really loved this profession. And so I auditioned and they accepted 50 people in the country and I got in. Oh my god! so excited. So I was up there for the summer doing everything. Some of those teachers happened to be at Adler. And Jimmy Tripp was one of them. Oh, Jimmy. And he said to me, now I come from a family of scientists. So he said, Heather, you should really consider doing this for your, you know, for life, for profession. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, ah, such, ah. A, that's such a compliment from Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, too. we really, Jimmy and I, I really, like- really bonded. Like he would say to me in class, we were working on Hedda Gabler. I remember this. And he said, Heather, you need to, and I'd go, yes. And then I'd do it. It was amazing. He mm-hmm. was my, he was a, a big, a big person for me who I deeply respected and gave me a lot of confidence. Anyway, so he said, Heather, you should think about doing this. And I was like, yeah, you know, I love this. I love everything about this profession, mm-hmm. about being an actor and an artist. I just loved everything about it. Um, I didn't love everything about what it would take to be a good musician and singer. Yeah. So anyways, I went home and I said, Mom and Dad, I'm moving to New York. I'm going to the Adler Conservatory. And they said, no, you're not. You're getting a degree. And I said, okay, how can I do this? Well, you could go to NYU right. and study with Adler. I didn't know anything about NYU. All I knew is if I got into NYU, I could get connected to that conservatory. And that's how I did it. And I had got Jimmy for two years, plus an amazing amount of teachers who, to this day, I use a lot of what what I've learned from them. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's a great program. Like I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a total Adler advocate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, we were at a show the other night, and we saw people who were all from Adler. Yeah. Um, when we were out, the um, Mike Grenham, who I don't know if you know Mike. I don't know. He he, he might have been picture. there. He might, yeah. he might not have been there then, but, but yeah. Anyways, so F, so FSU to New York. I like the, I like your, like the transition. Your transition. Were you always attracted to comedy? Because No, you no. know, what's so funny is I've never considered myself a funny, that's not, not my, I've never thought of myself as someone who gravitates towards that. Mm-hmm. I learned from an, another amazing teacher I've had, which is Wynn Hanman, and I studied with him for a number of years, is he would always say comedy is serious business. Yeah. And I found that when I, if I trust the writing and the director and the story we're telling, Mm -hmm. you know, especially, well, for all of it, but especially with comedy, if I just am serious about whatever I'm doing, it usually comes, it's usually doing the funny thing that they're intending for it. It doesn't, I mean, but it's, it's hard. And I've, been really blessed with being given opportunities to work with people who are exceptional at comedy. Um, I did a show at the Pearl Theater, and this our director was Gus Kaikonen, and he it was a very sort what was it a, a restoration comedy, mm-hmm. and we all had these great costumes, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, what are those things that make your boobs look um, great? Corsets. 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 Thank you. Which make your boobs look great, and you can't, and, breathe. And you can't breathe. Yeah, but you can't breathe. And he said. You got it. Your audience as much 
um, a part as you are when you're on stage, let, let them laugh, let them laugh. Like when you're telling a joke, wherever you are in that, that process, like give it time, let them laugh. If they start to laugh and you keep going, you're saying to your audience, don't laugh. Mm -hmm. But the minute you give them room to come in and express how they're feeling about your world, then you're telling them, Hey, it's okay. You can laugh as much as you want. You can make noise as much as you want. And that was like a really great lesson. And yeah. working with people who are really it's good at comedy. Skill too. What they're doing before they get on stage, what they're doing when they're backstage, the how they're working. I'm I'm in awe of it. I continue to study it because I think it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it's something that uh, it's a muscle. There's like a comedy muscle. Yeah that you have to exercise. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I really don't know. I'm still learning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm still learning. I, think, I watch people who are just naturally great at it, and I'm like, God, that's amazing. Like, yeah. what are they doing, you know? Yeah. And there's different kinds of comedy. Just like there's different kinds of drama. There's different kinds of plays. There's different styles. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Completely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, everyone's sense of humor is so different, too. So... That even adds like writer's sense of humor, what kind right. of comedy yeah. is and how a joke lands and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Your videos are so hilarious. They, oh, I'm glad you like them. Really they enjoyed are them. So funny. Like we, I love them. My husband is a very funny man. <laughs> I I love how he, you said that so seriously. Yeah, oh, thanks. You were like, he's, he's so funny. funny. He's so funny. He's so clever. He comes yeah. up with things. I mean, he's really funny, and I think. He's been a blessing in so many ways. He's in my time with Ben, I've learned more about laughing at life mm. and laughing okay. at myself. That's another good skill to have. And, <laughs> and I think it rolls over. It's like oh we were talking God, about yeah. Adler's uh, a training for you as a person in the world as right. well as you as an artist. Right. I found that with Win Win Handman too. And I think that my growing as a human being and learning to like try not to take things so damn seriously or get so intense has really helped me as an artist. And Ben has been integral to that because he's so good at it. He's so naturally good at, you know, finding a joke in things or, and he's really smart. He's like five steps ahead of me all the time. I think I think everyone's ahead of me right how did now. You guys, my brain is how like, did you guys meet? We met on OKCupid. Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. It works. It, it works. works. <laughs> it does work. OKCupid, you can also sponsor us. Sponsor us. us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, I had, we were just talking about this. Um, a very good friend of mine, Rita, actually, we celebrated our year anniversary in May. And she had, she made this really beautiful pillow. It's called a protection pillow with two black cats on it for us. And I had a cat named Georgia. And three weeks before I met Ben, I had to put her down. It was so sad. She was my, Ooh, like really my sad. baby. And, but then three weeks later, I met Ben, who has a cat who looks exactly like my cat did, except like a little bigger. Holy crap. I don't know. And I didn't even know that really until we started dating. But I can say that I put myself on OkCupid because I read all these books that's like, you know, here's what you do with a profile, yada, yada. And he asked me out right away. 
you know what I mean? It wasn't like, let's talk online forever, which mm-hmm. I, I feel like I got to get to. I, I got to get to. realize there's books to tell you. There's books. How to, <laughs> there's books. Make your online There's, there's books on everything. There's books on everything. <laughs> there is. There is. And I read them. I, I read some of it. them. That's I great. Did. No. I, I confess. Um, I'm sure there's a science behind, you know, like every everything, be. everything. There's, I don't know. Especially don't if know. it's a new I think thing. As long as they're not, like, I, I know friends who have read different books about dating like and ways that you should approach dating and I'm like okay wait first of all there's not a formula for this no it's like you're a human be yourself and if that's the right person for you they'll things will work out if they're not um five years ten years down the line this is not going to be good for you (laughs) like they're gonna it, it when you get married to someone like you uh you really know them or you should um, and yeah, that's it's not a, it's not something to enter into lightly for sure. And it's also where you're at at that yeah. time in your life. True. You're true. at that place at that time in your life, in your growth, in your views and perspectives. And I and each person you meet is going to help in that process. Yeah. When I met Ben, it's interesting. So we went on this date, and he was exactly who he seemed to be on paper, so to say. And when I met him, I went wow, this is like my playmate <laughs> is how I felt about it. And mm-hmm. what I've come to find is this is the person who I want to grow and develop and change with, like traveling side by side. Yeah. And ne- that regardless, this is that, this is that person. Right. Because I'm going to be different in five years. Mm-hmm. And so is he. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is that person that I want to go through those changes with. And... Um, and be challenged by and grow from and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so yeah, OK Cupid. There we work. go. OK and Cupid. You, and now you guys it are works. collaborating on. Yep. And not just life. But- no, he would see me, you know, as actors. We go out, we audition, we audition, we're on hold or, you know, audition, well, you audition, and then you book and hear anything, get yada, and, it, and it's just part of the way it is. It's what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. It's not personal. And you say, Heather, let's make our own stuff. Let's make our own stuff. And so. We did. We started. And the first video we did, which is like two minutes long, it's called Breakfast of Champions. We got we got really good gear. We invested in a really good camera. We got, you know, in the beginning we were borrowing friends' lights, but now we have like all of our own stuff. And, you know, we just were like, oh, let's see. He had this idea. We filmed it. And it actually got accepted into a film festival. Oh, my gosh. And we're like okay, this is fun. You know, we'll keep doing this because he's a writer mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And, and he's a brilliant editor. And this gives him an opportunity to write and gives me an opportunity to act. And then I've also learned about producing and directing. Right. And you start to, you know, you know, doing everything. You right. You have a deeper appreciation for how things are made. Yes, definitely. You know? I don't, I don't want to, like, stop you from your expressiveness, but I'm just going to... Yeah. Ooh, just for your hands on the table. You can oh, gesticulate oh, yeah. everywhere. No, that. you're totally yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm like... I have, like, my... I have this little <laughs> sound person who lives on the side of my head. And I just know... And in, in like... When, because it's, I'm, 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 oh, I'm yes. like this no, with my hands you. always too. No, you're so like, welcome. I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. And I'm making a point. They're like, 
Elise. to stop banging the <laughs> stop table. Banging the table. <laughs> but that's do- that's amazing. So how um, how do you find creating with your significant other? What are there particular challenges? Because I think that's something. Because Brandon and I do stuff together as well. But it's a it's an interesting balance. Yeah, um, it is an interesting balance. I'm definitely still learning about it each time. I love it. I, I, Ben and I each have different strong suits, but we're also there to help the other person strengthen that muscle. Yeah. Um, I think, like, for instance, there are times when I'm in something and Ben's editing and he's like, get out of the room, you know? Well, because so, you look at yourself differently. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It, it's it's a different eye than an outside eye. It's it's very challenging. I've had to edit stuff with myself in it, and it's very challenging because <laughs> ego and vanity, and like, wait, I want that take, but this one's actually better, and it's, yeah. it tells it's hard. Story. Yeah. yeah, but I also say, you know, it's definitely a collaboration, and when. Friends of mine want Ben to do stuff. I don't get involved. It's his life. It's his choices. And he does the same for me. So I think that there's got to be, or at least what I'm finding, there's got to be a respect for the individual that's not in the relationship and then how you come together and communicate. Like sometimes Ben and I could be saying the same thing and it sounds like we're arguing about it, but we're just not hearing each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we take the moment to go, to take a moment to go, okay, what is he saying? And then I realize, oh my God, we're actually saying the, the same, same thing. thing. That happens with Kevin and I all the, all the time. time. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> There's no problem right now. We're just saying it a different way. Right. right. Or we're right. like understanding it and, you know, it's it's really funny. Yeah how that works out. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think I think um, finding the individual but also the couple because you can't get – it's like a balancing act because you can't get like too strong in your own individual identity and kind of forget about the relationship. But you also can't put everything right. into the relationship and lose yourself. And yeah. it's a very delicate It's like balance. peanut butter and chocolate. They yeah. are great right. separate. Yes. And they're their own thing. And they're amazing together. I love that metaphor. Telling you, I do too. That's a really good metaphor. I wrote a whole paper on it. Did you? I did. <laughs> I wrote a paper about how they represented to me like the perfect symbol because I actually tracked them through history. I the love development this. of peanut butter and chocolate, and then what point in history they came together. When did they come together? I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> we could Google it. But but. Ha- you know what I mean? So I always try to think of that. That's you know, a as really like good a, Let chocolate be chocolate sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... And let peanut butter be peanut, peanut butter. butter. And then when they come together, it's pretty it's awesome. It's pretty awesome too. I love everything about that. So how do, how do, your, how do your scientist... How does your scientist family feel about you being an actor? What, um, what are their... I mean, they're all very supportive. That's great. I think though, and maybe this is my own personal thing. You tell me what you think. I think it's really hard to understand this world and what it's like. And why anyone would want to do it. Unless you're in it. Yeah. And some form of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I don't know what my schedule is oftentimes one day to the next. My weekends aren't necessarily weekends. Sometimes mm-hmm. my weekends are working. And not, not that other people don't do that too, but I think that it's a very different world. So I think... And everybody, my, each person in my family is different. They're all very supportive. But 
I don't know if you can really understand it oh. unless you're in it. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah. you, you can't. <laughs> yeah. You know, even, you can't I say mean, like... Even, well, Kevin's not in this world at all. So he like... Well, but he's with you all the he's time. He's with me. Yes, but there there are things... He understands it so much more now than when we first started dating. And he's so yeah. flexible and he understands like... I mean, he'll try to make plans on the weekends and I'm like, nope, I'm filming or I'm doing a podcast or I have a meeting, I have a writer's meeting or, you know, like yeah, he's used to that. But it's it's still sometimes, I don't know, it like takes a little bit to understand. He's like, I just don't know your schedule. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You're like, I don't, I don't either. And I'm like, I don't either. You know, <laughs> like, like, like somebody will be like, we want to go to dinner in six weeks. And I'm like, uh, okay, but yeah. you know, and we've had to change flights you know, to see family because jobs have come up. So, I mean, yeah. he's really embraced it, but it's it's a tricky situation to figure out when you're a person that's used to having your evenings and weekends free for the most part, like to make plans or yeah. to do things that you want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I think yeah. that's probably one of the things that I have the most trouble with, with is the um, the not being able to plan. Oh, yeah. I really like to plan. I know. I love it. It's like so cathartic for me. I know. It's great. Ugh, I can figure out what I, yeah, but you can't. No. You can't do it. And I often wonder if for lovely people like us, if it's actually part of our learning and growing then. Mm. We, we who love the planning, who've chosen a profession that is so unpredictable, <laughs> is sort of teaching us, we got to learn to like back down a little bit and learn how to it's ride true. a wave a bit. You know, it's challenging our... It challenges your, your your need for control. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, planning things out is a great tool to have in your toolbox, but it can't be the only one. Not in no. this profession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How has that served you producing and directing, though? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I'm really so good at getting things done. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of pride myself on being a person who says, if I'm going to do it, then I'll do it. Right. I'm really good at it. And um, and I think that comes from this quality. But at the same time, I have to learn the other thing, which is, you know, a little more like roll with the punches a bit more. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's served well because you get shit done. Yeah. You get it done. You know, you get the apartment of the affordable housing. You get your short videos out there and in festivals. And you wind on, up meeting other people. You have a few of your videos on blogs too. Oh, yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Huffington Post. Yeah, how did that happen? Because that's something that I'm super curious about. Like, what's that transition from making, you know, funny short sketch videos to them being supported by someone such as Huffington Post? I think some of it is. I think it goes two ways. Sometimes it's connections. It's who you know. Somebody you can say, hey, um, can you help me with this? And maybe they'll connect you with something like Huffington Post or like in our case, my friend did. And she, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do anything with it. Yeah. We had, and we had somebody Huffington Post who put up a cop block and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is really funny, <laughs> and it went and it and it went did really really well. And then we did a couple more after that, and a new that that person who we had at Huffington Post went on to a to another job, and the contact she gave us, um, for whatever reason I don't know why, wasn't putting our video 
wouldn't do them. You know, maybe they didn't like them. Maybe they weren't getting emails. I don't know. Um, and then eventually we sent them more relax and they did it, <laughs> you know, and then, right. but from there, so many things happen, you know, people saw that it linked to other things or, you know, we'd ask people, could you put this up or do you have anybody would help us or, you know, I think it's just this web of connections. Some people will come to you and say, hey, 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 can we do this? And others, you go to people and say, hey, can you help me with this? Right. You know, like Stacy. Yeah. Stacy is how I'm getting to know you. Yeah. Stacy and I do standardized patient work together. No okay? way. Yeah. No way. Absolutely. That's so funny. And um, Stacy's a connector. She's amazing. She's, she's amazing. Connector. What did I, I? I had some term that I called her, and she's like, "I'm going to use that." But she, she, it's. I called her a, ma- a, a match film maker, film matchmaker, match or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. See, I don't even remember. She's incredible. She she's a get shit done girl. She is a get. She's shit done super girl. reliable and responsible. And she's awesome. And she, I love we were riding the bus back uh, from a long journey of after doing standardized patient work and we started talking about things and I was like, oh my God, let me connect you to this person. She's like, let me connect you to this person. And that's how that happened. And she does so, it. She doesn't just talk about it. Nope, she actually she does, does it. it. And I think that's an important quality. I think when you say you're going to do something, just do it. Yeah. Or apologize and say, I'm sorry. I said I was going to do this, this and I can't. And I can't. I think that's a very important quality in life and in this business. Yes. It's a really hard thing for people to do, and I and include myself in that, to admit like, oh, I didn't follow through on this. I didn't get this done. Yeah, I'm sorry. You mm-hmm. can always say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to do this, and I didn't, or I want to, and I just don't have the time, or whatever it is. Just be honest about it. Put all your cards out on the table. Yeah. I really believe that's a very important quality. Being transparent. Yeah, or being honest about where you're at and what you can do. And if you say you're going to do it, do it. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, then get it out there so the person's not guessing and making assumptions. Listen, I know I said I'd do this. I'm just not able to do it yet or whatever. Just put it out there. So what are you working on right now? What What are your... Okay, there's a couple things. Okay. We're doing... Ben and I are doing our next video called The Knock Knock Joke. <laughs> she winked at us. You guys can see that, but she did. Because we know all about it, but you'll have to wait. <laughs> so we're in post for that now. Okay. It'll be a whopping five minutes long. Oh, uh, so long. So long. So long. <laughs> People will be like two minutes and they'll be like, I can't. No. Um, so there's that. Uh, and that's Ben and I are doing that. And then Ben and I are also a part of something called Park Slope Moms, which is in pre-production. I saw that. Ben, see, that's an, that's an example of respecting the other person's individuality where they had to go to Ben and ask him. I was like, you got you to gotta ask Ben. And I said, listen, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And yeah. he went to our first table reading and he really loved it enough to say, yeah, I'll, I'll be the editor for this. So what's the premise of Park Slope Moms? Park Slope Moms is, okay, Two friends who are in Park Slope, they nominate their friend to be the president of the PTA. And she sort of gets like high off the power. (laughs) And then they got to find a way to restore the balance. So they hire what we call the flusher who comes in. (laughs) And it's it's pretty crazy. That sounds great. So... it's great. It's I'm so excited about this project. When I does mean, this come out? 
We're not sure yet. Okay, because so, you're still in pre. Because we're still in pre. pre. Okay. There's a lot of stuff with, you know, permits and stuff. for sh- you, you know all this stuff, like getting permits mm-hmm. and things like that. But we're doing a lot of stuff beforehand, like... I think this week actually is when they're going to start coming out. Each character is doing how-to videos. Oh my gosh, like that's my amazing. character Paula is doing the you know how to make the perfect breakfast according to Paula, and you'll see that. Well, that's amazing, and they're what only fifteen char- seconds long. <laughs> so each one of us is going to be doing a number of those. Plus, we're going to have each character will have their own. Facebook page and Instagram page. This is amazing. It's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. And Alexandra is about that a lot of integrating integrating social media Mm -hmm. with these characters. We've actually already started. If you go on Facebook and Instagram, you'll find Carly Fuller Fowler. Okay, which is played by Alexandra. Yeah, she Alexandra created this baby. She's the executive producer, and she's already up there. Her character already has a social media right. presence, in right. addition to Park Slope Moms having a social media presence. And, um, but this thing started like, for her, it started a long time ago. She came to the actors maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. And we've been building this, this bad boy. And it now we have, time. it takes time. We have this incredible team. And it's really, and we have a wonderful producer, director, editor, writer. You know, it's like, yeah. And this is a whole, like, I remember reading uh, about it. It's all women-driven. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Ben. And Ben. <laughs> well, our DP is a man, too. Okay. Um, but it's funny. Like, Alexandra says, they just happen to be the husbands of people in the, in the thing. In the thing. That's, That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That sounds hilarious. It's a really exciting. I can't wait to see it's it. It's really exciting. I can't wait to see it, too. Yeah. I feel like there's a... Um, have you seen the trailer for Bad Moms? I didn't, but people keep telling me this. Yeah, yeah. That's what it makes me think of, not because it's similar to it, but it is. Um, they're essentially this group of women who are so tired of being put upon as to being this perfect mother because it's this utterly impossible and attainable thing. Yeah. It's like unattainable. You can't get to that. Um, and so they decide to rebel against the... Against the, against the perfect mom system. That's great. And be bad moms. That's so great. Yeah, it's hilarious. But it's like she has one, uh, There, there's one of the scenes uh, in the trailer where they're sitting at a PTA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, and she is, um, it's Mila Kunis is the, the, yes. the lead in poster. it. Uh-huh. Um, and she's sitting there. And it's Christina Applegate, right? Mm-hmm. Is that who the it is. the the perfect <sighs> PTA like She's like on stage with this like big presentation of what you can and can't bring oh my God. to a bake sale. sale. <gasps> oh, that's great! It's like it can't have nuts. It yeah. can't have this, this, yeah. this. None of this artificial. Yeah, gluten free. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. and she's like. But the best part is the next clip is Mila Kunis at the at the bake sale and with a like. Um, grocery store or a gas station thing of donuts. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> and she like slaps it down on the yeah. table. Yeah. She's like, she's it's like, like a big approved. middle finger to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so But that's funny. hilarious. I, I, I really enjoy that side of comedy and I'm really glad that people are are actually making it. Oh, well, I love that kind of comedy. Like, have you ever seen... Did you see the TV show Getting On? 
Uh-oh. I haven't. Oh I my saw, God. I just saw an advertisement for it and I was like, oh, that looks good. It is. I love that kind of comedy. I love the comedy that there's something very real about what's being said. And sometimes you're wondering why you're laughing at it. It's so you don't cry. I um, love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. That's, yeah, I love using comedy as a venue for yeah, talking about real shit. Something Ben and I do in early, early stages is we ask ourselves, okay, what are we really saying with this? Mm-hmm. What's the subtext? What are we really saying with this this video? You check off that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like your videos, like yeah. cock block and... Yeah, because it's saying something. It's saying something. It is. Yeah. It's saying something. And that's why it's funny. Well, and also that women can relate to, like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Like, that's, that's great too. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's nice when something has like a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Then you feel like you're you're doing your service as a creator. You're actually making waves in the world that you feel proud yeah. of. Yeah. Well, ah, yeah. Absolutely. You, ha- you have to say something, right? So, so if you if that's not clear and you're not saying anything, then I think that's when stuff gets lost in the the shuffle. Yeah. Like, there mm-hmm. has to be that undercurrent. It's like an undercurrent for a project. Of this is what we're trying to say, and this is what we're how we're trying to affect the world as yeah. storytellers. Yeah. Sometimes we'll send, you know, because you know when you're in something, like you're in it, like either you're creating it on some level, you're too close. Yeah. Sometimes we have to send our things to people and we say, what do you, what do you think? And they'll say like what they're getting and what they're not getting. Park Slope Moms has done that too. And it really helps. That helps too. So that you kind of know if the mm-hmm. thing that you were intending is actually, actually getting out there. there. Yeah. Well, because there's that there is that moment. Um, I uh, I wrote a mini musical short, and I like as I'm doing it, I'm like, I feel like this is really funny, but <laughs> is no one else gonna find? Is this <laughs> is this not funny at all? Yeah, yeah. Is this just funny to me? And there there's that fear when you first release it. You're like, oh my god, please don't be terrible. Please <laughs> don't everyone hate it. That would be really upsetting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you <laughs> have that like, you have that <gasps> moment. You're like, all right, post. <gasps> but I feel like yeah. if you I. I, I know I've said this before. Samantha B said mm-hmm. this. She's like, somebody asked her if like people will like your new show. And she's like, well, I like it. Like, yeah. if yep. you like it and enjoy it, there's somebody, maybe not everybody, but there's somebody that out there that's also going to like it, you know? And I, I find that more and more as an actor, I find that to be what I carry with me in a room when I audition. Yeah. You've, you've rehearsed it. You've worked on it to a certain point. You go in the room you walk out and you go, well, you know what? I like what I did. Or, you know what? I'm not so sure about that. Maybe I'll work on that next time. But you know what? I did it. I showed up. I did the best I could in the moment. And that's it. Either for whatever reason, they're going to want me to come back or they'll hire me or they won't. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's being okay with it. Yeah. Like letting it go. Yeah. The best that you can. That's all um, you can do. But I also wanted to mention there's another thing that I'm a part of, which yeah. is a, these two women, Melissa and Teresa, who do Or So the Story Goes. And they're incredible because their thing is from the ground up too. And their whole mission is really getting like kids and teenagers involved in film and production. And they do these, they write, they direct, they have this incredible family of, and they've been to every like Comic-Con now and all these web awards all over the place. But they're another group who's doing great stuff with just starting from the ground up. That's amazing. Yeah. What were they called to. again? 
or so the story goes. And it's almost like they take um, tales like uh, Hansel and Gretel and all these things, and they sort of twist it. Okay. And add very modern elements to it that also say something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. um, That have messages. But, you know, it's another great group that's making wonderful strides with their own creations. Yeah. That's that's really cool. Well, story, I mean, fairy tales, they have so many... Messages. Messages, not always (laughs) protected. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And something they'll say, too, is if you look at the original, like, Sleeping Beauty or something like that, like Grimm's fairy tales, it's very different sometimes than other um, manifestations of it. Well, they're very dark. Yeah. They're very dark. Yeah. Disney kind of lighten them up. And yeah. Then, and I love Disney. Don't no, get me I wrong. I do too. I do but, too. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. But it's it's funny. I mean, there's been articles about that too, like the subtext of some of those fairy yeah. tales. And the little, they, what, the little Mermaid, like the original. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 Or even Beauty and the Beast. Like yes. falling in love with your, um, what's it called? Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which you don't even realize and then you start or or Sleeping Beauty. It's like especially right now with like rape culture and date raping. It's yes. like she's unconscious and and I guess in the original one, it's not just a kiss. It's more than that. And she wakes That's up from right. being in labor. <gasps> oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> wow. Isn't that incredible? And this was written how long ago? I know. You know? Which Amazing. is I mean story I mean there's so many stories, but at the end of the day, there's kind of the same yeah. amount of stories too. Yeah. So it's interesting when I studied with Win Hanman, something he used to say about Shakespeare was find the humanity in it. So just I mean, find it's all about the humanity. And I remember I was working on um gosh, what was it? It was uh Romeo and Juliet and I was working on Lady Capulet in his classroom. I think I had an audition for it and he was helping me with that and he said it was the scene between her and her daughter you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she's basically telling her daughter like you know the 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 man that she wants her to wind up with who is i can't remember the character's name name, but but, um she's like yeah you know listen he's gonna provide for you it's money it's a good match kind of a thing that's what i did that's what you should do but he said it's a mom you know it's a mom with her daughter that's the humanity in it. And he had me start there. Yeah. And from that, it like birthed a whole incredible character. So Shakespeare, who's written so long ago, it's about the humanity within oh, relationships. Every, yeah. That's why it still works. Yeah. 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 That's why it's so amazing. That's why because... you can do Julius Caesar and cowboy times, I guess. Like yeah. People do like so many different <laughs> renditions of it. It's amazing. Yeah. People reinvent. But when you get, it's the story is so great. Just the the characters are so well written. Yeah, and yeah. Shakespeare was quite ahead of his time in the sense that he his his female characters, a lot of them are really strong, amazing. Yeah, which you know yeah. couldn't have been normal for that time. I yeah, that, I mean, that, I that people that, wrote that way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not yeah. that there were strong women. Strong women are everywhere. Well, yeah. I I think yeah. that there's been through history. I mean, you can see the ebbs and flow of women in power and not in power, and you know, there there are oh because Elizabeth was the was the queen at the time, mm-hmm. right? So that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, 
as to it's, why. I find it interesting. I've come up against this now a couple times as an actor where I'll audition for something and there's a role in it that was intended for like a 50-year-old man and I'll book it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What I find fascinating is when that was written, it was originally intended for an older man to do it. I love that we live in a time that people on the other side are reconsidering it. Yeah. I'm anxious for the time where it's originally written for, for a, a woman. woman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked about that too with um, a couple of writers about how our perception of film and TV has been through the kind of the male perception because they've been the writers and the directors right. and kind of the leads in, in films yeah. that we grew up watching. And so even sometimes as a woman writer, like sitting down and starting to write, you start writing it in the male perspective because that's mm. what you know. And yeah. And, yeah. and it's so much And of kind work. of watching yeah. yourself and being like, okay, why does this person have to be male or female? You know, like, yeah. is there a reason for it? Or, you know, could it, could it be, you know, a 20-something woman instead of a 50-year-old man or a 30-year-old woman yeah. or what, whatever it is or yeah. a 70-year-old man yeah. or, like, finding that and not just, like, thinking in stereotypes. Like, right, and why, why does this why can't this part be any race or ethnicity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Does why do we ha- why does that matter? Yeah. You know, unless it's like an integral part of the story that something is being told, that's the only time that I feel like it it should, it should yeah, be that but, way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and there it's getting better. It's still they still have the industry has a, yeah. has a long way. The world yeah. has a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely, it's, it's definitely being talked about, which is a good thing. And I feel like um, just looking at the breakdowns and stuff that people are actively trying to hire yeah. more diversity. I know there's still a ways to go, but it seems so much better now than it was five years ago. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. But then like the still the way that – certain breakdowns are written, it like fires me up. <laughs> yeah. The, the wording used on uh, different actor breakdowns. because Well, usually it's because a casting director's assistant is writing those. Yeah. And so they're like... <laughs> well, it's you just know, funny. Like it's, it, now it's, that I'm so aware of everything too, and not that I not that I didn't realize how horribly sexist and... and awful these breakdowns were originally but looking at it now being so aware especially after our women in film series for the summer that we've done with the podcast um i can't help but notice it like i'm yeah. like oh um, yeah why is that so well that and way? so many times the breakdowns change by the time i mean i've gotten breakdowns i'm like this doesn't describe me at all but they've changed it but they don't send you the like updated yeah. breakdown either yeah you know but it's a it's, it's an interesting, interesting world, just breeding breakdowns. That's one of my, my thing, the comedy things that I've done before is like, you know, and they have, who was it that we talked to that, is it you that knows the, the person who made the, um, the video about breakdowns or was a friend um, of, I think it we was, talked about yeah, this with someone, yeah. didn't we? I'm not making but any the sense The most right now. horrible thing that I saw this week, um, a friend of a friend, an actress posted, it was basically about a callback. Mm-hmm. And this man wrote this thing about it, it was it was a project that you had to be okay with nudity. 
And he basically said, like, if you're, he said something really weird, like, if you're awarded this role, which uh. is like, okay, wait a second, wait a awarded a, a role. And he, and then it goes on to say, like, we will be, even though you, you won't be fully naked on camera, we will be fully naked under the sheets and you must be okay and comfortable with that. He was like, wait a minute. This yes. is some guy's way to get his rocks off. Exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. <clears throat> and, but it was important for this actress to post this bullshit of being like, this is what we have to go through. And I, 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 I want to tell my friend Kelly, I'm like, where did she, like wh- who, whatever breakdown service he used to put that down, like actors access or whatever, whatever. they need to, they need to know casting networks. They need to know. Well, you can notify them. of stuff Yeah. Like that. Because I'm like, this is absurd. We shouldn't even have to deal with this no. bullshit of like, you must be comfortable fully naked with me. Like, come on. Well, first of all, if no, if you're not going to actually see the nudity, what's the point in being nude? Exactly. Like, exactly. And he was like trying like, to spin it as like some artistic bullshit. I was yeah. like, this is disgusting. No, this is somebody who hasn't gotten laid in a long time <laughs> and is putting a thing out there and wants yeah. to get his rocks off. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Awarded. But I'm like, Jesus. I know, awarded yeah. the role. Like, I'll award you a foot up the ass. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's what well, I think. While you're naked under the sheets. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. God. Yeah. But I saw that and I was like, this is horrifying and disgusting. So what are some of your, we, we like to ask this, uh, to ask this, we like to ask this, um, uh, what is, have you, your particular experience as being a woman in the industry? Um over the years hmm. what you have any any fun stories i mean i think for me i seem to work more as i get older That's um, amazing which is great um it was something that was told to me when i was like 21 but i wasn't gonna listen to it because what am i gonna do go Just- sit in a corner for like 10 or 15 years, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So I didn't believe it, and I went out and got whatever I could, but I have found that as I get older, I'm, I work more. Um, my experience has been, I, you know, I don't know a whole lot or even what I believe in about type and crap like that, but I do feel that I've been able to play some incredible roles um and I like that and I want women to have that it's really important to me that someone told me at Adler um a teacher Annie Ochoa Grosso was a teacher of mine okay but I think that she wound up leaving before yeah I came in that name she said your decisions affect seven generations from now so when you make a decision powerful statement incredible and I've Always held it with me. That's the way that Native Americans used to approach the world. There are several tribes of Native Americans. They think seven generations in the future. Yeah. That's why anything that you do now. It affects. It affects seven generations. Yeah. That's a a, um, Native American thought. I want our, I want the the women and men and, and people, you know, however many hundreds of years from now to not have to face breakdowns like that. I want it to be, I want the roles to already be written for 
women that were supposed to go to men or for a man who's gay or a woman who's gay or any ethnicity or religious belief. I want that. I want it to be, I don't want people to be fighting for those things that we are now because we're not fighting for some things Yes. Where the groundwork was laid for us. Yes. <clears throat> I so mean, true. that exactly. we three women are here doing a podcast mm-hmm. is huge if you think about it, <laughs> you know? Um, so I want us to be doing that, you know, for for generations to come. So I try to think about that. Yeah. You know, I got to play recently, I did a film. I can't really talk too much about it, unfortunately, but... This role was like a huge, she's like a huge power player, this woman. And it was made, that was originally supposed to be an older man. And I got to play it. And I was like, yes, I'm so excited about this because whoever gets to see it, only if it's one person can see that a woman gets to have a role like that. You know? Yeah. That's incredible. And that the entire cast of this thing was such a mix. It was a beautiful mix. I was looking around one day on set and I thought, wow, this is incredible. You know, what's really great is whoever sees this will be like, oh my God, I'm in there. Yeah, I think that's yourself. really important. You yeah. want to see yourself. Yeah. You want to see that some semblance of you or your story or something is being, everyone deserves that. So we as artists have the opportunity to help make that happen. I think that's so important. The first professional play I did was Proof. Okay. I you love know the play. that play. At that time, that was huge. The lead is a genius mathematical woman who's like in her mid-20s. This was huge Yeah, for that, which wasn't that long ago. And this I did at a regional theater at the Vineyard Playhouse on Martha's Vineyard. And... The wonderful thing about that is the artistic director there, MJ, she gave me this opportunity to do this. And I, I mean, I had to audition for it and everything, but I didn't have a whole lot of street cred. And I remember afterwards, after that play, this guy came up to me and he said, and he was like really kind of like shaking. And he said, um, I've never seen... And this was a man, okay? He said to me, I've never seen a character like myself represented on stage before. This guy was like a brilliant mathematical guy and he hadn't yet seen, and he was so thankful to see a show where this sort of story with a person who was dealing with, am I crazy? Am I, you know, she's like brilliant, but she doesn't, doesn't well, come also, out with it yeah and it also talks about mental health the mental health and, and, like, and this guy big... came to me and said that and I, that to me was like okay this is why this is why I love doing what I'm doing because we're telling stories mm-hmm. as a group we're telling stories and it's not one person it's a whole team that comes together to do a play or a film or a commercial or anything yeah and you're telling a story and it's affecting somebody and they're going thank you so much I finally feel like I'm being represented. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. what they're saying. Well, yeah. that's why, that's another reason why creating your own content is very, is such yeah. a beautiful thing too. Cause if you're not seeing the people who you, who are you, then make it. Yeah. Then make it. I feel that way too. I feel like I'm not a big person who believes in sitting around and waiting for something <laughs> to come my way. I wouldn't yeah. get that from you. Yeah. No. Now it's great. It could totally happen. It could happen, but you know what? Why not in the meantime, make it happen. 
or do something. Create, Just do something while you're waiting instead of uh, create great stories. Say mm-hmm. things that are funny or not really funny or dramatic, or um, get together with people that you love and and put it out there and make it happen. Yeah. You know, while you're waiting for your golden ticket, and probably the golden ticket's gonna come when you least expect it. <clears throat> and the thing is, is people are much more likely to hire actors who also create yeah because they know that you're active in the world yeah they want they want those kind of people as a part of their team yeah yeah so i mean everything's pointing to making your own work so. i think i really really believe that plus you meet more i wouldn't have met you yeah yeah you if it wasn't I, for stacy yeah who's making her own work and mm-hmm. she introduces me to you guys who are making your own work and it turns out that the people now i'm meeting through park slope moms you guys already know yeah and we're all doing this yeah yeah i love it work i mean work brings more work and it's relationships and connecting and yeah yeah it's like an energy thing too it's, it is you know it is it's that continuous flow of when you put your energy out into the world it comes back to you like one of the twelve laws of karma. I, yeah. I was oh, yeah. looking at one of those. <laughs> yeah, I posted yeah. I posted one of those videos. It's like it's like this is awesome. I need to approach every day like this. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, what were they again? Um, like, I know this one. This one's somewhere in here. Um, but yeah, well, Heather, you. Oh, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah, which is that you also walk into your auditions already this, feeling. Yes. Um, it's very funny. I did an episode of Blind Spot in April. Yes, I saw you. That day, this was so interesting. I went and auditioned for that. And, you know, you auditioned for all these things. And then you go and you're like, okay, great, cool. I did my best I could. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Right when I left that audition, we found out that Morlax was put on Huffington Post. And I was posting it, whatever. I was so excited about that, that when I booked that blind spot that later that same day it was like <laughs> what a great day it was like uh it was like oh yeah blind spot <laughs> oh yeah and i because there's i'm doing something else i'm creating content things that i'm excited about and, and then that comes- and this happened Yes. You know, I wasn't sitting around going, oh my God, I hope I really, really hope I get this. You know, yeah. I was thinking about, about all the other things. Else. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, my and f- you took that energy in with you too. It's like, yeah. it returns back to it you. It returns back to you because you're walking into the room, you know, doing the best you can of what that project is asking for you. And at the same time, you're doing the best you can with other things too. Yes. So it's all sort of going on at the same time. Angela talked about that on... Our third episode, she was making a project and she had an audition for Billions and it was the same oh. thing. She was so worried about, she was directing and she was thinking about her project that she just like went in and did it oh. and left and like ran back to get her work done and then she... And then she booked, booked it. it. She booked it. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. It, there's I'm, something to that, there right? Is. There well, is. There, it's not, it's not, it, it takes away it being the most important thing. Yeah. And when when things are really important to us, our bodies do things, flight or fight, right. you know, great and survival, and, and mm-hmm. that does not always look great on camera. So yeah. it's, you know, it's like having having other things that you're working on to feed. Yeah. Also, too, because you don't want to start feeling bad about yourself. No. Yeah. You know, because then if you're, oh, I didn't hear back from them, it could be because they cut the part. 
I mean, yeah. there's so many reasons. Well, talk about but, people that don't understand the industry. Like when you have, like even talking to my mom, like, oh, I have an audition today. And then the next day, did you get it? Do you know anything? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, like yeah. usually you, you don't, usually know don't know anything. You usually don't know anything. Yeah. Sometimes a very nice, you know, casting director will send you an email or something about it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, that's few and far between. Yeah. I remember I any Well, they're time, so busy. Oh, oh no, yeah. I know. I know. I mean, but, like if you're not so busy. in yeah. this world, you don't understand it no you know you're right that's what we were saying yeah yeah yes that's just like too when people are um having a lot of job interviews and they're and 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 when they equate that i, I know i've had friends who aren't actors um or people family members aren't actors they're like yeah like i've been on a lot of job interviews and i'm like yeah i was like that's kind of what auditioning it's like going on continuous job interviews and it's like, imagine if you didn't hear anything back from them. They're mm. like, I don't know how you do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine like, oh, I went in for these 10 job interviews. I've heard nothing from the people. No, like, I'm sorry, you know, you didn't get it or, or whatever. Yeah. And it baffles people's brains. Yeah. They're like, what? Yeah. They often say, how could you do that? <laughs> I could never do that. I was like, like well... You, you said it and forget it. Yeah, you do. There is. There's a certain amount of thickness to your skin. Yes. You just... It's part of the business we've chosen. It is. It's it is what is required. It. It's mm-hmm. like your... It's just part of the job requirement is yeah. how I think of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Completely. we chose it, so... You know, if you don't like it, then choose a different job. You got to eat your shit sandwich, right? Yep, <laughs> yep. your shit sandwich. Uh, it's from Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. <gasps> How is that book? It's a really great book. I, I highly, read... highly recommend it. Yeah. She, I love I've read yeah. Committed and um, Eat, Pray, Love. Yes. This I love this one because it's about creativity. Okay. And it's about being an artist and the things that come along with being an artist. And one of the things is like a shit sandwich. You have to be able to... It's not about thinking about when you go into a profession, all the things that will be great if you go into that profession. It's thinking about all the things that are going to be really shitty. And if you can still eat your shit sandwich, then you should follow that path. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. You and not willing. take it personally. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. I'm still working on all of this. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's a work in progress. Me too. It's, it's never, a work in progress. It's, it's never, a process. It's I am not a. Completely. It's like a day to day, you know. Yeah, and some days that sandwich is good, and some days it is super shitty. Yeah, yeah, it is. Some days it is very, I mean, it's like, (laughs) Heather, where can people find you online? Okay, they can find, I have a website, www.hgerardi.com. Ben and I have a website, editagogo.com. Yes. And that'll take you to his work just as an editor and our work um we have parkslopemoms.com or so the story goes.com what else is out there that's all i can think of right now well, oh we all- can i'm on instagram yeah uh you know facebook um twitter retweet yes i don't go on linkedin that much i know i'm terrible about the linkedin too yeah i gotta wrap my head around that one but uh there's so many i know and then there's you know i'm i think i just think i'm too old for snapchat yeah, I've never even tried my, all my siblings Snapchat me and they're like, we, they stopped because they were like, you never check yeah. it. You never look at it. Right <laughs> now, Instagram seems to be the big, the big yeah. one. Whenever I do stuff on Instagram, that's, that's the one where I get a lot of. And you can share of, it on the other mediums. That's what I like about Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love mm-hmm. that. I do. I love you that. You just click it and it's like. So what's yeah, your fun. handle on, do you know? If you don't, it's okay. Which one? Uh, 
Any of them. Okay. <laughs> Facebook. I have a list in my computer of all my handles. Um, uh, because I never remember anything. Facebook and Twitter uh, and Facebook Instagram. is, I think they're all Heather Girardi. Perfect. That makes They're it all Heather Girardi. We'll, we'll have links to yeah, see yeah. where everyone can find you and yeah. follow you because yeah, you're cool. awesome. Oh, thank you. You guys yeah. should check out her videos on the Huffington Post. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. They're so really funny. Fun. Very, <laughs> very, very really funny. Fun. <laughs> very relatable. And look forward. I, we can't wait to see... Park Slope Moms. Yeah. And, and, and your knock knock. Yes. Oh, and our knock knock. Yeah, that's coming out soon. Yeah, we'll have that one out pretty You're soon. We're so excited. Thank you so much thank for you coming. Thank so you. lovely to talk to this you. This was nice. This Good. was really nice. Yeah. It was really All right. fun. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.